0: You're listening to Backstage
1: at the Naked Comedy Showcase with host Matt Kona. The Naked Comedy Showcase can be seen the first Thursday of every month at 9:30 at Improv Boston, Central Square in Cambridge, Massachusetts, with host Andy Ophuis. Without any further ado, take your clothes off or leave them on. Here is Backstage at the Naked Comedy
2: Showcase.
3: Hello and welcome to another episode of Backstage at the Naked Comedy Showcase podcast. My name is Matt Kona. Hosting, as always, regular producer Nick is away out sick this week. Get home, Nick. But putting together the audio post-production, all the bells and the whistles, we have both. So we're going to start out today in a little naked comedy show podcast tradition by talking to a couple of people making their debut tonight. Start off because he was here waiting for me when I arrived. Michael Stewart. Hey there. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah. Nice to be had. uh,
4: Hey there. Thank you for having me.
3: (laughs) So Michael, you you have made uh well. First of all, we'll just do one at a time. So, Michael, we uh we hadn't we haven't done this show together. You were a guest on when Dan Martin hosted. I think it was in June. Yeah, I don't
4: remember exactly when it was, but uh, a little while ago. Yeah, I was a guest. I've I've been to the show a few times actually as an audience member. Yeah, sorry. One moment.
3: Music is playing through my headphones. I don't know what it is. It could be hallucinating. I hear it. You hear it? Okay, okay, no, no. Not sure if it was being recorded, so let's just pretend that didn't happen. Welcome to the podcast backstage of the Naked Comedy Showcase. Matt Kona, your host, talking with two... First timers here. The first has done the single joke segment in the audience participation back this summer when Dan Martin was hosting. So welcome to the podcast, the first of two newbies, Michael Stewart.
4: Hey Matt, thanks for having me. Happy to be here.
3: So Michael, what? I missed it. I was un, in Las Vegas when you were you were here but I've already heard chatter that there were, I mean, it was an amazing night. I hear that it was, it was It like, was a good time. All right. <laughs> so walk us through the night, sum it up. If you had to be, if you're producing the VHS tape mm, of that month's okay. show and you had to write a little synopsis on the back, um, well, come uh, a little closer and, and, and lay it down for us. Sure.
4: Well, the energy in the room that night was just so great. I don't know if it was like the, the debut of summer and everybody was just happy to be somewhere and out and about, but Everyone in there was super stoked to be there, and there were a ton of people who did the um, audience participation that night, um, including me and a couple other budding comics um, who have kind of started making the rounds now, kind of growing into themselves. Um, so it was a really cool experience, really empowering, uh, definitely a chance to kind of set free and test yourself, test your your uh your gall so to speak and also just kind of put yourself out there in one of the most extreme ways i know of um so it was a good time it definitely felt like a positive experience and i'm happy to be here as part of the show now it's uh, been something i've been thinking about pursuing for a while now so i was really uh excited when you posted about it when andy uh decided to put me on so i'm i'm uh i'm
3: ready excellent so when you came to the show that night did you have an inkling that you were going to do the volunteer? Had you been at
4: the show? Did you know the segment existed? Yeah, I had actually been to the show like five or six times prior to that over the years. And it's funny because i it's kind of a great place to take a date. Um I've taken at least three different dates to the naked show as like a first or second date um, and this time was no different. I was actually on a date, but two of my friends who do comedy were in the audience as well. And they were like, we're doing it. We're definitely doing it this time. And I was like, all right, I got to do it too. So not only am I performing comedy naked for the first time, I'm doing it in front of someone I just started seeing. Um, uh, so there was a lot going on at the time, but it, it definitely didn't, uh, detract from it at all. And I feel like I, it was kind of good cause I was able to set their expectation for what dating he was going to be like. Um, uh, so they know it's going to, it's gonna to tend to be a little zany, so they're just gonna to have to enjoy that to the best of their ability, and they're here tonight, so I think uh I think they're not opposed it worked, yeah,
3: it? it would be weird if they were, yeah <laughs> or or if you just surprised them did now did your date know that you were thinking about going up naked that night?
4: I wasn't even thinking of going up naked when I got there, okay. that was something that kind of just happened in the spur of the moment, but he didn't know that it was a naked comedy show i kept I kept true to Andy's advice, I yes. kept it a secret, it was a surprise. Um, and I've done that to quite a few people. My roommates, um, uh, I took, they had no idea. They thought it was just a normal comedy show. Uh, they didn't realize that it was an even better comedy show. So, um, I think, uh, I think it's a great time when, uh, when that can happen because, you know, I've never, I've never had the surprise occur and then the person be like, hell no. On okay.
0: Um,
3: do you want to can you help me when, when if, if it comes to like telling people that this is going on or like I told Ethan that he could come do it yeah. afterwards oh, no.
4: Wait, is Ethan it? number 2? Yeah,
3: I should probably Oh go yeah, then, he's right? three okay. and I'm here, four. Right. So so Michael will be back to let us know how the full segment went after his set concludes. Uh, regular podcast guest John Baglio is Hello. here on the stripped down version. Uh, we're just trying to keep to the table because the mic is new. Yep. Cool. So, uh, happy birthday! Thank you very John much, Baglio. You're
5: gonna be in your birthday suit on my birthday. Yeah, very appropriate. Yeah. So, opening line of my set, locked and loaded, ready to go. <laughs> Excellent. It does not get a laugh. Yes. I'll just be like, All right, thanks.
3: Yeah. So, uh, just come a little closer where we are talking. i right. uh, oh, we'll uh, the table, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Nick's editing this anyway. So, hey, Nick. So Nate Chu is the other new participant. Hi. For the evening, thanks for coming, Nate. Yeah, thanks for having me. So you are an uh, Emerson comedy student. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're are you a student? Actually, Emerson comedy actually it, it, it call, does exist, has a comedy class. and i am
2: sadly in that program. Okay. yes, it is an interesting thing. yeah, is uh,
3: what what's the what's the what is it in a microcosm?
2: what is it in a microcosm? it's like this weird stew of they just threw together a bunch of their pre-existing majors and called it a comedy major. they don't really know what it is. i don't really know what it is. i'm paying a lot of money to go there, but like we'll see what happens.
3: Yeah. it's it's a weird program. I mean, I guess it makes you do your homework when it comes to doing open yeah. mics and stuff. Yeah. Does it cover all bases of comedy or doing
2: uh, It's improv? a lot of sketch for some reason. Okay. I I don't know why it's so sketch heavy. It just happens to be. I haven't had an opportunity to do stand-up in that setting, really. I, I mostly do it outside because I, I kind of started doing that a little before. You mean in the classroom setting or on campus? Uh, In the classroom setting. They have a couple of mics, but not that much. Yeah. Uh,
3: did they is like, is that get uh, credit
2: for
5: going
3: to I do a not open get mic?
2: credit for open mics. Oh. I, I wish I did. I get a lot of it. Uh, I do a lot of open mics. Yeah,
3: uh. Yeah, can you just film your set for homework? I just work
5: city.
2: I'll email, I'm
3: missing class, but I'll email you my, um, Tuesday night Middle East bar show. <laughs> uh, yeah. That'd be a weird tape to send it. So you have never been to the naked comedy show? No, yeah. You're just interested in Another place to yeah, as Seth
2: has said, I've I've done battle royale a couple times, and I I like improv, bossing crowds, and figured why not? You know, I don't have anything to hide. Yeah,
3: I mean, you've done it with clothing on. Yeah, try it the other way. I I talk about how
2: small my penis
3: is on stage already. It's not really a secret. See, now you don't have to talk about it. Yeah, it speaks for itself. Have you put that much thought into what? your approach to your set is, besides the fact that it, it's just going to be five minutes,
2: but you... I mean, I'm my normal type five, that I'm probably going to decently stick to. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm kind of a one-liner comic by nature, so it's just... I'll feel how the room likes it and kind of play it by ear. Uh, yeah. But, like, I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it out.
3: Well, this is... I mean, John, you can attest that this is... It's usually a warm crowd. It's more yeah. than sold out for yeah. a Thursday night yeah. close to ten o'clock show. That's pretty good. Yeah. And you you have the I mean, it it could throw you off. I mean, what's the biggest crowd you perform in front of on a regular show? Now? On a
2: regular show?
3: Yeah, not a, uh, obviously not a mic or Yeah, a,
2: no, I got it. I'm trying to think uh I haven't really had a lot of well-attended crowds. I've done like Jed's Basement a couple times. I did, I did like Limelight. Yeah. Uh, so this especially, if this you, is like a.
3: If you have some real killer one-liners, I know you're trying to cram as much as you can in yeah. five minutes, but you sometimes you just gotta you lose a few jokes. You just yeah. let the
5: let them laugh. Yeah. That's an important gotcha. thing to yeah. Um, to the, to note, one of the best crowds in the city consistently. And this show in particular? Yeah. Uh-huh. They always get, like, it's never, I've never left a show here and be like, I mean, the crowd was off tonight. It's always good and it's always uh-huh. rewarding and it would be the best show to get a tape of. <laughs> if you could just Photoshop. If you,
3: you could, yeah, Photoshop, that's you
2: know? like, I was talking, like, Mike's getting a tape of this and like Valley's getting a tape. It's just like, I, I don't want this filmed. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, of
3: course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I am kind of, I tape all my sets yeah. and I put it on. I don't put them up publicly. I just have them. I think for Justin my own. P.
5: Drew has put up some videos publicly, but he's shot it where it yeah, just clothed up. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, very Bert Kreischer kind of. <laughs>
3: yes. So, I, I mean, I thought it would be funny to, uh, and it, it's been a while since I've yeah. uh, donated $30 to a festival. That didn't accept me, but if, you, um, if I would just send something, the, if you send the them a the naked time. show, that'd be interesting. Well, yeah.
5: when Andy did Last Comic Standing, he probably sent them a video of him naked doing comedy.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that that was back when. So Last Comic Standing had auditions at the old Comedy Connection, and he was that was the he first, waited in line yeah. for it. So I don't know if he had that in his pocket. If they knew that, but they definitely used it in the promotion. It was the
5: he was yeah. the first comedian to appear that season, <laughs> and he showed up naked. And yeah. they it, it, he was the it, William you know, Hung of comedy that year.
3: Double I, pun intended. Head out. I All right, Nate, Nate back. come back when yeah. you are done. Yeah, I'll, just I'll tell, tell you how it, it went. is. And if you want to tell someone that's not up for a while to come back here, or yeah. Valley
5: if she's just getting oh, off. Yeah, well, she's,
3: she's first, on the way yeah, to a, a Midwestern Grill or some shit. All right. She's probably tired of the podcast. She's signed a shitload of times. So, did you do anything special for your birthday today?
5: Red Sox game, opening uh, day. Pretty it's good. A day off work. Freezing, though.
3: Yeah. Cool. It was it's 23 good. degrees this morning.
5: I feel like it didn't warm up that much. 39 degrees is the first pitch, they said. <laughs> and everyone booed that. They they didn't have to announce it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Five... It was they had like the Green Mountain Boys flew over. They had a bunch of uh Olympians from the winter Olympics who were from Boston, so there were like four girls from the US women's hockey team there. Yeah, be Canada in overtime. Yeah. Or a shootout. Yeah. Shootout. And then um they all threw out the first pitch. So there was like a paralympian a luge guy. So there was like seven of them. And then Ortiz came back with Ali Reisman. They did play ball. And then one of the pointer sisters sang the national anthem. Huh. They live in um Hopedale, the pointer oh. sisters. So Okay. Where is Hopedale South Shore? Near the Cape? Oh South Shore yeah. South Shore Cape area. Yeah. It sounds either like Western or Metro West. It sounds made up. Like doesn't that sound like where like Dawson's Creek took place? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or uh something from a,
3: a short King Stephen King story or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, like decided not to start a story in Derry or something. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, you got the Red Sox shirt on. Yep. That's a blue. A I know. I got this blue. Red I got this. App,
5: I went down to spring training as oh, well. Right. I got it down there. It's like an athleticy kind of thing.
3: Yeah. You have a. Do you? Your sister still work for the Red Sox? She does. Yep. So, are you a fixture at spring training in Florida?
5: So that's something I like to go either like twice every three years or something like that. I'll take like a year off depending on what I think of the team, mm-hmm. but it's just like. She'll go down for, like, a month and a half. She's down there, like, with their staff. She's in the um video productions department, Emerson alum. Ah, yes. Um, And so she's down there a month and a half from, like, Valentine's Day to the end of March. And then my family will go down for, like, three weeks. And then I'll go down for, like, I'll take, like, a couple days off work, go down for, like, five, six days around St. Paddy's Day or something like that. They have a pretty good block party down there in Fort Myers. hmm but, yeah, it's a fun time. Yeah. They put her up in, like, a condo. It's basically she just gets, like, a paid vacation where she can't go to the beach because she's working all the time.
3: Yeah, yeah. Those are early days, too, right? Yeah. And they're doing open workouts or public stuff. I, I went down there a few I've, – I've been to spring training a bunch of times. A couple of years ago, I went down – New Park? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. My first time going to the Jet Blue Park.
5: That's nice.
3: Yeah. And – Yeah, Cool. I went down a little earlier this this year. I didn't go to spring training, but um, yeah, the first time I went was the year that they ended up winning the World Series in thirteen in two thousand four. Ah, I got a I had a an article that was criticizing Kevin Yucalus, and that was the only thing that I had to sign. Like I had a newspaper, (laughs) and he signed it, so he didn't he didn't read it. Yuc. He's
5: still involved in baseball in some capacity, I think. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what. He's like either like an assistant coach or something. Yeah. Brady's brother-in-law, too. Yeah.
3: Welcome to baseball talk, Caitlin Bates. Oh
6: God. Hey. Uh, Hey. So this is a little bit about the bases.
3: Uh, (laughs) So this is a little bit of a, a fittingly enough, stripped down episode. I've got this. Mike, the Nick is not here, so. Mm. Just gotta kinda hover around oh, it. Sorry. It, Did you guys pick okay. that up? Yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah and oh, I, I'm trying to keep a, a hands off the table, cause it sometimes oh. could, uh, but whatever, next will be editing this later. yeah fuck Nick. You know? So, hands in the lap. Get
6: am it, bang on uh I'm just Please i it. just directly. I Pop just, your gum. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I should just
3: make this a policy that, uh, when you're doing the podcast, you have to be touching your crotch the whole time so as not to bang the table. Awesome. Although you could be doing it in a way that it, yeah. You know, Added all this up, Nick. So, um, <laughs> so you made it up from New York. I did. Again, it's yeah. It's been a little while.
6: It's been a second. I'm actually here twice this week. I'm uh, I'm here for this, which is awesome. I'm also here for the Women in Comedy Festival two weeks from now. So. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Cool.
3: But you're not. You're you're going back after this. Are coming back yes. for the Women in Comedy yeah, Festival. Yeah. 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 Okay.
6: Cool. I thought about just moving up here, but uh, yeah. I couldn't find an apartment, and jobs really wanted me to commit for more than two weeks. So, yeah. you know, ugh, great right, jobs. Oh, oh the Gross. worst. I know. Right. Yeah. Uh, what's your job in New York? That's a really good and reasonable question. Okay, uh, you don't have to I, answer no, it no, if it's, it's too reasonable. It's too – my primary source of income is that i rent out a room on airbnb oh yeah. but i also do a, a wide variety of strange jobs
3: mm-hmm. so <laughs> while you do these jobs while your room Comedian, is open yes. okay yes yeah. of course yeah, yeah uh yeah i've never done airbnb i've never stayed at a place but uh, i'd like to because hotels are fucking expensive yeah you should yeah. check it out it's a good
6: yeah. it's a cool I've, I've mostly had good experiences With my guests, and I've mostly had good experiences as a guest myself. So, uh, which is about the rate that I have with hotels.
2: So, you know. So, but neither of those
3: topics are are good on podcasts. So what are your bad experiences with both? Uh, Uh,
6: yeah, so my, my worst experience with a hotel is I got bed bugs, uh, in a hotel hotel or or an Airbnb? Hotel, absolutely. No, I'll tell you my worst Airbnb experience in a second, but a hotel, uh, we should have known the second that we checked in, but it was this like rodeo roll something thing in outside of Pittsburgh. Uh, no, outside of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, and me and this poor redheaded girl went in and there were no lights in the hallway and the carpet was like a little bit wet.
2: Ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah.
6: And the mattresses had those like, Air like bedbug covers on them. So uh, all of those were red flags. But we were 22, and when you're 22, you just do what grown-ups tell you to. And yeah. so I gave them my credit card. They told me the key. I was like, "This is how hotels
7: work." Yeah.
6: So we spent the whole night. And this po- the the redhead was the one. She woke up covered, head to toe in in little. Bed bug bites. I had like four uh, because I wasn't as delicious uh, yeah. or sensitive. Or they were just full. They were just full. So we, we had to abandon our suitcases in the okay. room uh, and like took everything in trash bags and spend the next day at the laundromat. And that's why we lost the 2010 election for the progressives. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> that one terrible bed bug experience. Yeah. Wow. Uh, worst Airbnb guest or staying? Hey, if you you
3: got a a version of each, we'll we'll take it.
6: So I've never, I've never had a guest that made me uncomfortable to share a space with them, except one. And it, it wasn't, I wasn't afraid. Like I wasn't like, but this guy, he had booked it. He booked a New York vacation with his wife. And he'd been divorced for what felt like 36 hours Ooh. when he arrived by himself without his wife. But he continued with the vacation. He continued yeah. with the vacation because why not, right? Oh, Sorry, booked.
5: Deposit's right. already yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. you Get your money back.
6: Yeah. So he showed up and just. Every night he got hammered and every night he would like start texting me like, do you want to hang out? Like, I really like, what are you, what are you perform? Where are you performing? And like, and there were the, just all these gifts that like, as a sex worker, I recognized as like, you think you are doing courtship. You are not. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't a video game. It's not points mm. to pussy. Yeah. Um, I like that phrase. So, and, and just to protect myself, because I don't have a door that shuts, I just have a curtain in front of my room. So I just opened up my closet door thinking that like, if he walked in, he'd at least have to like, run into a thing yeah. where oh. I could then, I was pretty confident that like, if I spoke to him like a dog, you know, like, no, bad, drop it. It would have been fine, but I. It may have come to that because, like, in his drunken, delusional, like depression, he may have been like, maybe I just pop my head in there and like see if she's up, yeah. you know, like that kind of thing. So that was the only time where I was like, oh, this could be weird.
3: Yeah. Um, and when he left, he he didn't say.
6: So uh here's my Twitter. No, no, no. He's from Montana or. States. It's, well, yeah, but it's,
3: they don't have the internet.
6: They don't have the internet. Yeah, it was I mean, it was, yeah, it was yeah. We go to Boise for he, it was just, he, he just—I wasn't gonna do emotional labor. You know what I mean? Like he just—he yeah. had my space, but I wasn't gonna like yeah. hang out with a depressed person. I have my own depressed friends. Yeah. We're trying to keep them, you know, yeah. 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 out of the gutter. So
3: you—you yeah. you already know the backstory for them,
6: right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't want to get caught. Like I know the story, even though I don't know the specific. I'm like, yeah, she, yeah, this—you're upset.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. have you ever rented out your whole
5: place or just a room just while a,
3: you're there?
6: Just a room while I'm there, which is the law in New York. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, 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 you yeah. can't do the whole no, thing? No, no, not anymore.
5: My roommate in, when I lived in New York, he would do that. He would just rent out his room and he would stay somewhere else. And he would never tell me when someone <laughs> was staying there.
6: Fun roommate Ooh. trick.
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs> that is Extremely odd. Yeah. What is it with New York? Do they just want people to interact? You can't. You can only do Uber Pool. You can't do, you can do regular
6: Uber. You can. Can. it's I just you money. Can. You do Uber Pool. No, yeah. it's just it's just like four times the money. Oh,
5: yeah. A lot of Ubers in Manhattan like make you like walk somewhere to like meet. Like they have like a pickup spot. Yeah. So you have to walk like a couple blocks up, mm-hmm. a couple of left. But
3: yeah. I I only have one Uber New York story. The guy, yeah, I'll I'll try to engage if they want to talk. Mm-hmm. Usually, you're in traffic, so yeah. it's awkward not to. I asked how long he'd been driving for Uber, and he said he was only driving for a week because he lost fantasy football, and his punishment was that he would drive Uber for a week. But the guy that won, the, or whatever, his one of his friends was getting all the money for it. Oh, oh wow. That's, interesting. that's um So he was driving, you know.
6: Wait, I wonder nothing. if that's a violation of Uber's policy or I, not. I wonder if Uber's aware of it. I don't know, but I
3: told him. I said, What's "Hey, bet, bro? I said that's that's fucked up. Um can I complain about you? So I get <laughs> some of this money back?"
5: He's like, yeah,
6: go
5: ahead. That's funny. So I was like, yeah, I felt unsafe. That's really great.
3: They
6: give
5: you that much. There's a lot of extreme fantasy football bets that I've heard of. There's like a tattoo league where whoever comes in last has to get a tattoo. They choose to spot on their body, but the first place gets to choose what the tattoo is. So it will be like Justin Bieber or like Tim Tebow kicking a field goal or some stupid (laughs) stuff like that.
6: I mean, part of me is like, oh my god, that's monstrous, oh my god, that's monstrous and then the other part of me is like, man I wish I could blame my tattoo on a bet, you know what I mean like, I wish, like nope, this is a decision I made by myself
3: You know what you could do though, you could have a tattoo that you want to blame that and just get a banner over it that said, Fantasy Football 2008 Yeah, you you know, that that explains it uh what it what would be cherry, oh wait go ahead. What would be the tattoo? What would be the tattoo what, or to blame on a bed? Uh
6: I have cherry blossoms uh on my vulva. Um Oh yeah, you showed that yeah. on a
3: podcast. Well you the show list. it on the podcast he talked about it. Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, there's a vice article about it. I can't shut up about the that uh so yeah, it'll be on display tonight at the mm-hmm. Naked Show. So <laughs>
3: No. We'll try to link the Vice article. Yeah. Oh, great. How did that come up? Did you did did you just
6: with me with me and my editor?
3: Did yeah, Did you send a press release? nova tattoo. I wrote,
6: I wrote one article. My it was
3: to be released
6: at. Improva. I'm a very lazy writer, so like I I I like podcast. I like talking shit more than I like. Like editing shit. And so, uh, the editor like reached out to me and I wrote uh, what I was still proud of, like, a great article about uh, what it was like to come out as a sex worker to my father. I read that article. Thank yeah, you. you like and that. I was, I was really proud of that. And then he was like, great follow up piece. What else is weird about you? And I feel like we talked <laughs> for a long time and he like really zeroed in on this like badge tattoo thing. And so I wrote this essay and they titled it. Tattoo vagina, and I, the only feedback I've ever gotten is it's vulva, not vagina. Uh-huh. Like, tell Eve Ensler then it's the vulva monologues, you dumb, humorless cunt. Like,
7: yeah. And you're like, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, yeah. and
6: your dumb thoughts. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's it. And then I stopped reading
3: for <laughs> Yeah. Well, they, yeah, that's also the thing. If they, if they're determining the headline. Yeah, I mean,
6: if that's your issue, man, I mean, capital F feminist. Yeah.
5: So, yeah. right? Yeah. Wow. Do you, any, do you have any tattoos? No tattoos. You I don't thought old about. enough to have a tattoo. I do <laughs> not, no. I, wanted, uh, I thought about getting a couple. Like I thought about just getting, like, I wanted to do, like, the Cody Rhodes dream across, like, the peck. I thought that'd be cool. Just, oh, uh, just... He is, person. like, dream. It, it Yeah. dream. Yeah.
3: But yeah, okay. um, you could well, check Cody Rhodes's in
5: smaller letters above it. That's 25. It's a,
3: another wrestler. Or another wrestler? You're a wrestler.
5: Yeah. I wish. That would be the... I wish, like, I, I wish I was four. That was, oh god! I, have you
6: ever thought about having someone sign your body and then get tattooed over that, so that you can have their signature tattooed? I had.
5: I've Teddy thought Br- that. I've never. I got um, a, a oh. Teddy Brewski signed my jersey once when I was like twelve, and it was like one of like the mesh jerseys, not like an official one, so oh, it like bled yeah. through a little bit. So like, I didn't like shower that part of my back, or I didn't clean it. So I was like, I could get this, at, yeah. and that
3: would just look like some moles and anyway, <laughs>
5: it's just the, it's just the
3: markers to yeah. mesh she says like TB54 yeah I've, your parents don't have to know with that
6: yeah, you just yeah. tattoo symptoms on your body you yeah. know what I mean give every heart attack give every doctor you have like a little bit of a pause yeah. and just like <laughs>
3: <laughs> but then that yeah, leprosy? It be, no no no, no I it, that it says JK yeah right, <laughs>
6: Uh, you may have miss that part.
3: Too. Yeah. Gotcha. Did you ever get autographs from celebrities? No. No. Never? You never got, like... I got
6: one autograph from one person who I would not describe as a celebrity. Okay. I was seven years old on the QE2. Uh We were moving from Germany to uh, North Carolina, so we took the uh, cruise ship from London to New York. And uh, my seven-year-old self and an eight-year-old boy that I met uh got all of the performers mm-hmm. on that cruise... To sign our autograph mm-hmm. book, and uh, that may have been the most famous that any of those guys have ever felt. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I've never. Do write a note to that, you? How should I personalize right, this? Right. Yeah. Do I t- t- put who I am in parentheses so you? No, remember? no, no. I'll remember. You're the drummer. That's what the scribble is. It's, yeah.
3: Wow. I used to. Well, my mom was a waitress, and when I was a kid, so she would occasionally meet Bruins or Red Sox players from mm-hmm. the bar, and then bring me a napkin with her name. And sometimes she would just know that they were a player and not know their name, and That's really you can't funny. tell who it is right. from this napkin. Oh, i
6: this person to
3: scribble. Yeah, and then there was times where it was did you so... fuck
6: any of them? Or no, oh, no,
3: okay. no, yeah. I, I don't think
5: so, but <laughs> probably not. My mom had a shot at Mike Rizzioni. Post. Who is that? The guy who, uh, was the captain of the US 80s hockey team, the Miracle oh, on Ice, the guy ooh, who yeah. in the goal. This is post Miracle on Ice too. Yeah? Uh, she, she was our, already a miracle worker. Yeah, she didn't
7: he, close the deal or like, no, what? No,
5: she didn't want it. What? She didn't want to. He was, she was a waitress in the North End Faneuil Hall area mm-hmm. and he would come in the bar all the time and like flirt with her and he'd be, she'd be like, alright, go, exactly. go away. <laughs> it's like he, he it's ended, miracle, he dude. ended communism. Even
6: indirectly. sports heroes can sexually harass your mom. Right?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so I after I started getting this – Autographs. I don't know. I thought it was something that you did or you collected. So I would go to Red Sox games with a baseball, but I would never be sitting behind the Red Sox dugout. And I always thought that the Baltimore Orioles were more attainable, but I didn't know any of those players. Ah, So I would get asked for autographs and I don't know who it was. So I just stupid, but I I have asked for some autographs. Never that I got tattooed on me, but you know, I had that, when I heard that that was a thing, maybe I considered it, but uh, the weirdest autograph that I had was, I went to go see, uh, and I don't know if I've ever known the right way to pronounce his last name, but the author of Fight Club, Chuck Paul Huniak. Yeah. I've yeah. never heard it pronounced. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I went to a book signing, which was at the Harvard Coupe, you know, mm-hmm. which is just a bookstore. And I didn't, Hat, or I had bought his book, but I didn't bring it because I didn't want them to think that I was shoplifting it or something. I don't know. That's right. how I justified it. So the line to wait, you know, you're walking around the store. So I thought it would be funny because he mentioned Oprah in the in the book Choke that just came out. It just came out. So I grabbed the Oprah magazine,
6: mm-hmm.
3: and um, and he signs that. Squid. um
6: Yeah. Yeah. Nice.
3: My stupid thing autograph. That's
6: a really story. ironic and fun juxtaposition to have the author of Fight Club <laughs> autograph a stolen Oprah magazine. Yeah, and oh yeah. I like did not
3: pay for it. I
6: just, that's, yeah, that's a you perfect. Yeah. perfect moment. Yeah,
3: yeah, but but yeah, autographing. I've seen people do that with Morrissey autographs. Mm-hmm. Never with a sports player.
6: Yeah. I'm getting anxious about the time. Before I go, oh, yeah. and I plug my, can I plug my plan? Please, app?
3: yes. And if this comes out before the women comedy date, um, we'll definitely. Yeah,
6: yeah, it. please come, uh, come see me in Boston at the women in comedy festival. And then, uh, I run a podcast with Wendy Starling called the oldest profession where every week we tell another story from an unrepentant, uh, malady war that came before us and riff on it. So yeah, mm. fun stuff. Awesome. Um, yeah, my name's Caitlin Bailey. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Old Pro Podcast uh, also on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, All right. Thank we'll you, Caitlin. See you, see you in there. All right. See
5: you
3: All in there. Right. <rapping into music> <speaking in> <speaking in> okay. Nate and Michael are back from the new debut nude sets. Dave Nude Dave Nude been Nude
4: yeah how do you <laughs> put a little NA on it
3: like. yeah but this time uh, uh, entering the room first was Nate so we'll, we'll start with you Nate to yeah. to, it's only fair you just
2: yeah yeah it, it, it's a fun crowd they really laughed a lot and really came and like the nudity you don't really think about while you're doing it so that's like like, I, I did, like, one throwaway joke about it, and then I just never dressed it and did my normal set, and it, it went fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a – right before I went on, Mike said to me, take off your socks, and that <laughs> kind of threw me, and I realized I was wearing mismatched socks. Oh. That So that was just kind of a weird thing. Also, it, w- it
3: would be ironic to be naked and also have your outfit be judged. <laughs>
4: I just, I just always think it looks kind of awkward when people are wearing just socks. I don't know, that's just me. I'm on team, no socks. Yeah, too. I was like, dude,
2: and I didn't even realize they were mismatched. I was like, just oh, it lose just, the socks, man, come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it probably would have made that big a difference, but it was just like, a, it threw me a bit at the last minute. Second. Yeah,
3: cause that's something you wouldn't, yeah, either. Kinda... I'm a
2: naked purist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: I know. One time I'm I went on like wearing accidentally wearing my hats and then. Felt like such a fraud.
5: <laughs> <laughs> people
3: have worn like
5: shoes out there too.
3: Yeah, I've seen people wear hats and uh a scarf one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but seen. it was wrapped. They still okay. showed that uh, it was a woman. So she wasn't hiding anything. Okay.
7: But,
3: um. All right, but did did anything that that we were talking about before come to fruition? Did you have to? I did. Let a joke slow down a
2: little? little bit more than I usually do because with one liner you just kind of rapidly mm-hmm. fire and yeah when you usually don't get as big a laugh as with like a normal build up but I was getting those last night so I had to kind of adapt a bit and like just let a joke sit for a little more so I didn't get out as many as I would usually do in my five minutes but champagne problems but that's yeah cool. that is yeah. the crowd was too good so I didn't <laughs> use all my good material oh, <laughs> I had
5: four tweet drafts you oh. guys didn't even hear out <laughs> my five minutes is more like eight minutes oh fuck <laughs>
3: Ah. Well, that's, that's good to hear. Yeah. And did you – did the throwaway joke – is that something that you mean it's a throwaway joke because you wrote it tonight thinking that you would have to I talk mean, about being naked? It was
2: more – well, I mean, for one thing, I drew on abs oh. on my chest, so oh. I briefly was like, you know when you draw on your fake abs and it looks too straight? And it was just kind of – it was a throwaway gag. I said it looked like a tic-tac-toe board. Uh
5: uh-huh.
2: But, like, that was just something – I thought, I thought of ahead of time and I was like, I'm going to do this. The actual throwaway joke is I do a bit where I'm just like, as you can tell, I'm Asian and tonight I just kind of gestured to my small penis. Yeah. Uh, that was me adapting to being naked. But, yeah. Like well, it's I, a I do way. that kind of bit normally. Yeah. Where, yeah. So like it, it wasn't too different from my normal setup.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to like give you tags for jokes that you've already done. No, nah, it's, it's do fine.
2: I, I don't know when the next time I'll be doing naked comedy is. So. Yeah yeah i don't know what yeah, you no, say. Just... Hey, as you know
3: i'm asian uh excuse me my eyes are up here you know like a play. on oh, like up, my okay. but how does it say that oh. <laughs> play on like when you're staring at a woman's breast as you says, yeah. my eyes are up here i don't know yeah.
2: i i think it would work better as like a slant eye yeah. yeah. joke because that's like a multi-level tag that's, tag, that's yeah. kind
3: of like i wasn't saying
2: the word slant eyes yeah kind of... <laughs> nick you should edit this out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. but yeah i don't, I don't know i'm not, not great at writing tags mm. to jokes just by being a one-liner comic because you kind of get a very rigid schedule set up punchline and just move on. You don't really keep the joke going. Yeah, we just, can you? That's what happens lineup. when you're
3: a five-liner comic. I mean, maybe yeah. you should go to college. Yeah, yeah. can you take a class
5: <laughs> on tags? On tags? That'd be a weird tags class. Tags
3: But you have to just stay after class every time to do it. It's <laughs> an addition onto <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, I should it's teach a, it's there. An God damn it. You want
2: to? It's just you with the honestly. Um, they'd probably hire they're kind of desperate for faculty.
3: <laughs> I would love that because also uh, uh, I don't know if Bagley, I think you, I forget if you've been here when I've talked about it and Michael, don't worry, we'll get to you. But um, I went to Emerson college at the absolute worst time to mm-hmm. go because I transferred from two year school. So I was only there for two yeah. years and my focus was video production. And I think it was the very last class to learn how to edit on tape. Oh, so I basically have a degree wow. in Sanskrit. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Sanskrit that you need a VCR to uh, understand. So maybe I should ask for more.
4: Yeah. I, uh, I studied media at UMass Amherst and we were editing video on Casablanca Claro. Whoa. Which was a program, film? <laughs> which was, it was digital editing, but you used a literal ball that you rolled over oh, the video clip that, yeah, yeah. to decide where you wanted it to end. So you had to roll it. It was, it was very, very silly. Yeah. It was like, and this wasn't that long I feel ago. Like you have to be good at like Marble Madness or whatever that game was with the ball. The professor was very into it though. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you also get good
3: at um Golden Tea? Uh... You know what? I've never thought that
4: that could cross-train each other like that,
3: yeah. but I think I need they to go can, to the uh, next,
4: the next yeah. bar that I can find that still has Golden Tea and oh, see goodness. what I can do. Yeah. Go to Vegan Hill Pub. There we go. Every Tuesday, 11 to well, 1. Maybe like our 4 Oh yeah, do they have so, it there? I, I, don't I also know. have
5: home version of the game
4: as well. I don't think that's I'm invested. Sad, in sad. Yeah, I got an, an arcade got game it. in your own home. Yeah. Yeah. I got it for my dad. Well, especially Golden Day. Tea. you never played it. That's a good dad gift. Yeah.
6: So
3: I have to go do my set. Uh, Bagley, you're on after me. Yeah. So I'm gonna so, head over. You guys, as well, will you sit here and just talk you to each to other? You want to oh, Sure. Okay. Well, because I just don't want to like No, leave if, my you, if you want to have here, more contact. just stay in here. I'll just kind of. I'll be back yeah. in like 10 minutes. Someone can sit in I the coffee chair
2: if you want. Okay. You want? Okay. You want to be host or? I'll be the host. You'll be host. Okay. Yes.
4: Hello everyone, I am taking over this broadcast as of now. This is Michael Stewart, fresh off my first time on stage as a actual part of the Naked Comedy Showcase here at Improv Boston. I did it once, like we talked about earlier during the audience participation piece, um, but this was my first time actually on the lineup. But uh funny thing tonight, nobody did the audience participation piece. Yeah, no one did. Nay, what do you think about that? I don't I mean, I've never been to this show. Yeah, that's that's so, cool. I, like, I respect that you've never even seen this show, and you're like, why don't I just do it I mean see how it is? Like, it's pretty obvious. It's naked comedy. Yeah, you didn't know what the room was like. I didn't know you what you didn't,
2: the room was. I knew it was an IB room, though, and I know those crowds are decent I've only ever done cyber like I've done battle royale once or twice okay specifically twice uh to to pin a number (laughs) I don't I I have we're gonna use numbers here let's use two I haven't done so many sets that I've lost count of the amount of book sets I've done so I could (laughs) yeah um but, yeah, so I, I know Improv Austin crowds are generally friendlier than, say, like, Limelight. Okay. Which was, you were there the night I did Limelight. I was. It was not a friendly crowd.
4: In fairness, though, it was a very bad rainstorm. And there were maybe three people there by accident
2: who were not coming. It so hasn't gotten
4: better, though. Hasn't? I'm, I'm sure I, I pop in work. every now
2: and then because I'm right over across the street. Oh, yeah, you go to Emerson yeah. and you live on campus. Yeah, so there. I I pop over whenever I can, just like hang out with Terrence and Elijah. Not Elijah. Alicia. 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 I always say it wrong. Well, say it right now. Alicia. There we go. Alicia Siegel. Great. There you go. But yeah. So yeah, I just kind of hang out there sometimes when I don't feel like going to Jeds, but like... Yeah. That's kind of... My usual plan on Wednesdays is to go shed, so I... Word, yeah, that's a great place. Yeah. That's a great mic. Yeah, I I love it there. I try to go to all the shows there. So the jokes that you were
4: doing tonight, um, you mentioned that a couple of them were based on the the sort of theme of nakedness. So you drew the abs on your stomach. And you gestured at your penis. Uh, But for the other jokes, are those all jokes that you do kind of in any setting? Or were there some jokes that were either brand new for tonight or...
2: At least kind of fresh. No, nah, it was all like very prepared cool. jokes. Cause like I've like I have my usual five minutes, so I basically did that. Yeah. I've never done like crowd work or a lot of improv in a <laughs> set, and I probably should just to get the experience. But just like I'm very rigid about I I don't tell them in the same order, but I generally tell the same joke. Like I always do the orphan kicking one. Or yeah, that one joking. makes me laugh every time. That I've one, heard it a few times now. It is. Because I, I forget about it, and then you start saying it, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like uh, That one's the one I've – because that was one of the first jokes I ever wrote. Really? Yeah. Uh, And it's kind of the only reason I'm still doing comedy, because if I didn't have that joke to ride on for all the bad sets where I did, like, 50 terrible one-liners and that one good one-liner, like, I, I keep it because it's a good joke. But, like, it is the reason I've not quit comedy. Do you remember when you wrote it? Uh, I don't. Cause I, I know when I first did it. Okay. It was at like a high school talent showy thing. Okay. Uh, so you were still in high school at the yeah, time? Yeah, I was still in high school. Uh, like I, I was in kind of like a comedic punk band. with Was our vibe? Yeah. Um, were you the flautist? No. Okay. I, I kind of sang more. Jumped around and yelled okay. in a comical fashion. I could get uh, into that. For, yeah. the, for
4: the folks listening at home, uh, Nate is also Boston's number one flute-based comic, which is why I asked if he was the yeah,
2: I, I do have that title, and so far it is uncontested, so I'm going to keep calling myself that.
4: And any of you flute-based comics from other cities, stay
2: out of Boston, all right? He doesn't need any contestedness. I don't know. I, hopefully it'll grow. I sometimes say the greater <laughs> Boston area to mix it up a bit. Oh, there you go, because you yeah. can
4: really expand your
2: reach with that kind of I don't thing. think there are too many, like, Woburn flute-based comedians. No, so. nah. Even, like, New
4: Hampshire and Maine. Like, I bet there's one between I feel those like there's... two states, but...
2: Cause you might be better there's than. There's a them. handful of weird instrument comic, like the goal of the flute-based comedy is kind of to make fun of a lot of a lot of one-liner comics tend to use instruments to segue in one-liners. Like you mm. watch like a Demetri Martin special and he plays the guitar and the bells. Or okay. You watch like Zach Galifianakis back when he did stand-up and he'd like play the piano. Okay. And I figured, what's the dumbest instrument I can do that kind of thing <laughs> with? And I was like at home for like a week over a break and I like was going through old stuff and I just like found my mom's flute. and I was like, this is sure. I don't know how to play this. This is a very dumb instrument to do on stage. Not saying flute is a bad instrument. Right. It's just dumb because you don't know how to play. it. I don't know how to play it. I know but you do play it. I, Terribly. Have, I figured out how to play. I don't know <laughs> if you've seen the newest version of it. Have you practiced? It's, it's grown from me just playing random notes and sucking to me playing only smoke on the water. Hell Yeah. So that's the bit now. It's it's grown a bit to me just <laughs> yes, every time. Just every every joke time it's just fluctuated.
4: Do, 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 do. And it's
2: very bad. Oh, I have, still
4: don't know how to play the flute. Uh, I have seen you play Smoke on the Water at least once between jokes. I don't think the time I saw you do it, though, you were doing it between each and every joke. Yeah.
2: That is hilarious. It, it's grown. Like, I. that is a bit that I've worked on a lot and kind of my best bit. I feel kind of confident that you're
4: going to become a flautist in addition to comedy. I think That's by never accident. Gonna happen. I think by
2: accident you're going to learn this instrument. I mean, I I spent You've already learned the better part of a song. Yeah, I mean, I'm a saxophone player. It's Are the you? instrument I actually know how to play. I I've been playing for 8 9. Like 10 or 11 years now? Okay. A while. So like I I do so that. double digits. Yeah, double digits. I'm i playing for a while. I do like pick up jazz things every now and then if the ensemble oh, needs. Oh shit! Yeah.
4: So the decision to choose an instrument that you don't know how to play was conscious. It was. Yeah. It wasn't like all instruments are equal. I don't know how to play any of them. Let me just grab this one because it it's available. It was specifically the
2: flute and the fact that the flute's kind of screechy. Yeah. And playing it badly and it's like. Inherently a dorky instrument, right? Like anything that's in a marching band, like saxophone's kind of cool. It has a coolness. It has to a it. coolness to it. Yeah, and
4: I can play it too well. I can name some saxophonists. I can't name a flutist unless you count Javius. He played flute on well, a few of his uh, I mean, uh, I don't think he. Peter identified. Gabriel is the one. Peter
2: Gabriel? Yeah, from uh. Genesis. I know who Peter Gabriel is. Peter, I didn't realize he was a flutist. Either Peter Gabriel or the other one, the other big uh, Phil Collins. One of the oh. two of them is a flute player. Okay, I can see either of them, so... I don't know which one specifically is a flute player, but I know some member of that band plays the flute on a bunch of tracks. Okay. So, like, occasionally I do do a tag when I do the flute bit where I just say, uh, Aqualung, and I move on. Okay.
4: Uh,
2: Oh, okay, I never got that. Oh, yeah. I heard you say it, though, and I just was like, oh, that's a funny (laughs) couple words to say. Like, Aqualung, why not? Yeah, that's, like, the... When I think of flute rock songs, that's kind of what I go to. I feel like part of uh what sometimes makes a joke funny is
4: just that the words you say are funny. Yes. Words. No, like, like they're not the joke isn't
2: necessarily like a crafted piece of As ha-ha-ha. someone who writes a lot of puns, a lot of my jokes are me just saying silly things. Like uh the one I did tonight, it did okay. It's done better other the uh I'm writing a movie script about a bunch of evil birds who live on a baseball field, I call it the foul 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 yeah like the joke there is just I'm saying weird word right. I'm saying foul a bunch of times. it's it's what's it called a homonym one of words yeah. sounds the same, but has multiple meanings, yeah, it's a homonym, yeah, so like sometimes I've gone away with just saying weird gibberish in a in a setting, and it yeah it's it's fun, yeah, I'm not. Like I write a lot in terms of like I very rigidly stick to the one-liners I write. Like you kind of get it word for word. Okay. And like so I. So mean, it doesn't change with flow and stuff like that. You're you're no your jokes more or are less, kind of written. The thing that changes is the order and what jokes I actually do. Okay. More or less, like like I pretty much say word for word. My dream in life is to kick an orphan because what's the worst thing that'll happen? They tell their parents. Right. Like I say that exactly the same more or less every time. Yeah. Just because I. Cause I did play around with the wording a lot. I used to do a a larger opening. I used to specify that the orphan was tiny and freckled. Like I, (laughs) but like Like, it eventually got to like, yeah, it was like Like, originally the bit was like, I I've been getting into philanthropy. And so my dream is to go to like an inner city orphanage and find the, the tiniest, most freckled orphan boy and just kick him. And then I, (laughs) I found that when you're doing mostly one-liners, cause I just kind of became a one-liner comic I didn't really actively choose to do that. So, do you
4: actively like identify as a one-liner comic and see that being you,
2: like for now and forever? I wouldn't say forever, okay, because I'm trying to do more story stuff. I'm not great at it so far, uh, but like the thing about one-liner comics is you have to write so much to do a normal set, and if you're telling like normal jokes, you don't have to write as much. Okay. Because you don't have to write as many specific different punchlines. You can have an overall theme. Right, yep. And and I've kind of been playing with that. And you can can use tags and... You can kind of use bridges between jokes as jokes. Yeah, like, you can't really do that as a one-liner comic. I've tried to, like, me talking about being Asian is me stringing five or six one-liners together around a general theme. But it's still the way my brain works is those are one-liners. Sure. The punchlines are isolated from each other. Okay. So, like... Yeah, you do kind of, it it is a different way of thinking. And I know a lot of people who are like, I can never write one-liners because my brain just doesn't work that way. And I'm the exact opposite. I suck when it comes to writing like stories just because my flow gets off. I I think the real problem is I don't like the buildup from telling a story. That always bothers like not getting a laugh for a solid like minute and then you get a laugh at the end. That's always made me feel like I'm bombing more than I am. Even though I know that's part of it, you need the build-up. So like, I kind of became a one-liner comic just out of fear to get laugh after laugh, just laugh after laugh, and it it keeps the energy up in the room. That is the good thing about being a one-liner. Like, uh, who's that host? I forget his name. Matt. Matt. Yep. Yeah, he was. He said right after my set, the good thing about being a one-liner comic is if you don't like a joke, just wait for the next one. Yeah. So like, oh, oh, the host of the show. The host of the show, not the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah i've never been to this show so yeah. like no that was good yeah so like that that's very true it's a mentality of kind of you just you you keep going you use a lot of different things and like i i built up a decently large repertoire of just jokes and just kind of feel it out the way i want to tell i like i i tell staples but i generally like uh like i did one new one tonight uh which one oh yeah uh, the term firefighter is too negative i prefer water enthusiast that was okay. a good one nice uh yeah so like trying out but generally i i keep to a pretty rigid planning okay yeah uh i don't know hmm like it it, it one-liner comedy is weird and kind of simultaneously dated as like a style I did like your one joke because it kind of seemed like it touched on
4: the both two things. You were like, I'm kind of like a bad comic in the eighties. I only do one lines or one liners or something, which is like kind of poking fun at the idea of being a one liner comic, but also bringing in the like doing coke, obviously. I
2: actually fucked up the wording of that
4: joke. I still laugh. I knew what you were trying to say anyway though. Like, it did. It didn't. Uh, it didn't throw that's me off. one
2: I usually only do when I'm
4: bombing. If I'm really? being completely
2: honest, like oh, okay. I, I, I throw that out. You started off on that pretty. Not I started, started out with because it, it was I was thinking off. in my head I got a segue. Okay. I'm terrible at segue. Like, uh, have you seen the Neil Brennan special? Three microphones. No. It's on Netflix. Uh, and the the gimmick is he has three microphones set up on a stage. One's for one-liners, one's for long-form bits. Uh, okay. I think I've seen, I've heard, I've You've definitely, heard of the gimmick. Yeah. And the transitions of that is just light, lighting cues. It just goes yeah. out and moves. That's so funny. It, it's so good. Silly. And it's a really good special. <laughs> He's able yeah. to write all three pretty well, but like you can't do that kind of transition in any other setting. Yeah. So you, so, you have to have that whole setup. So like one-liner comic, like I, me being someone who's trying to switch in a set from one to the other, it's, very hard to do, and I still don't really know how to do it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of my transition phrase that I'm hopefully gonna start working in more. Um, yeah, when did I do that one? <laughs> like a couple are throwaway, like some. I don't. It's not even a joke, but sometimes I just say they can't all be winners. Yeah, and people Which laugh at that usually.
4: Yeah, you know, it's funny. Sometimes the uh, the sort of like uh rebuttal to a to a joke that falls flat can be really funny. A lot of times it isn't, but and especially if you're like arguing with the audience, like if you say something like, Oh, I guess I'm the only like person who likes pizza here, that is not usually gonna work. Yeah. But something like that, like they can't all be winners. Especially, you know, given the vibe in the room at the time, everyone yeah. laughed at that. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that's how, again a
2: tag I wrote when I was bombing. Yeah. And just like, I, I said that dead seriously. I do that whenever I get groans on
4: my childhood cancer g- joke. Mm. I, I immediately go to like, I can say that. I'm the one who has yeah. the cancer. Uh, and that usually gets a laugh and then also informs the audience that it's okay to laugh at this. Like it's, yeah. I'm talking about me. This is my experience. I get to say this. I'm not like bullying yeah. cancer kids. I was bullied. No, that's like, you want to know a fucked up story what? actually though. One summer, the very first, so I was diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. in September of 20, uh, 2008. Yeah. And that following summer, so summer 2009, I'm at like a, like a little like picnic area that had like a pinball machine mm-hmm. pool room and I'm playing pinball. And I'm like wearing a hat. And when you, when you get cancer, people think you're just suddenly yeah. like bowling ball, shiny bald. But no, your hair becomes all like stringy and mm, gross and yeah. it falls out, gets all over your pillow. Um, and I had like strings of like wispy gray hair underneath my hat. And some kid comes up to me. He's like, why do you wear your hat all the time? I'm like, cause I have cancer. He's like, no, you don't. You still have hair. People with cancer don't have care. I'm like, I mean, I don't have that much hair. Like I have wisps of it, but he was just like, <laughs> it's hard, like, like little kid, like, like after school special bullying me over the fact that I didn't actually have
2: cancer. It was very, very silly. Yeah, I mean, thought it was funny. Like cancer jokes, you can make them; other people can't. Uh, I mean, other people can. I would think they were funny. I think people
4: just need permission to laugh at something. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I or else did a kind of a cancer joke once because
2: uh, my my first girlfriend was a survivor of uh, childhood oh, uh, yeah. leukemia. And uh she wrote me a joke once, okay, and I did it, and then, if the joke didn't land, which it didn't land a lot because it was intentionally kind of a dumb joke, it was a uh, was oh, it was um I've been trying to get into the medical marijuana craze, so i I went to my local rheumatologist, and it turns out they specialize in the wrong kind of joints. <laughs> she wrote me that joke, and it didn't <laughs> land that much because it's why it's, that's it's, funny, I don't know it's just it's, and you're not it's kind of dumb, and then at the end I said. My girlfriend wrote that joke, she had cancer, and that always got an awkward silence.
4: Yeah, so I, I can see of, how that would get an awkward yeah, silence, I learned, but the joke itself the joke funny. is funny. Okay, you can go
2: find Molly DiNicenzo in Melrose, Massachusetts, and tell her her joke's funny. Uh, uh, I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to suggest enough. that you try that yeah. joke
4: again, because I think it's funny, and I give you permission. And now, instead of saying, like, oh, my girlfriend wrote that, you can say a genuine stamp of approval from not one but two childhood cancer survivors... <laughs> uh deal with it. And who knows, maybe you'll get cancer someday. You probably will statistically. I honestly will. I've you probably cancer will at some point. And then you'll be able to tell that joke without any Yeah, and, and like I don't
2: smoke cigarettes but I spend a lot of time standing next to people smoking cigarettes. So. Yeah. So it's just as bad Yeah.
4: At least statistically speaking. I mean who's yeah. to say? Um, comedy has ruined me. There was another story that I've really thought about trying to make into a joke, but I haven't done it yet. But um when I was in high school I was uh I did theater, and Mm. I was hanging out on, like, the sidewalk or something during one of the plays, and one of the parents looks at me, and I used to wear, like, a hat all the time, you know, because I had cancer and stuff, and um, the woman, she was, like, the parent to one of the other students in the play, and she's like, oh, what did you do to your hair? Did you lose a bet? And I was just like, no, I have cancer, and she was just like, oh,
2: like, it was so funny. Um, Yeah, you could use that as, like, make an overall bit of, like, I can use cancer as an ex- not non well that's kind of like, what the bits about is like
4: a- how like the whole chemo brats idea is how like yeah. you kind of milk it for what it's worth and kind of like let people see that when you're going through it it's not just the sepia toned like yeah. hallmark special of like the like weightedness of life you're you're kind of just enjoying it as kind of like a silly ride. Yeah. That could I mean, end it, at any moment. And that's what it all is. It's always
2: fun to have kind of like those sucker punchery moments with people. It like is. I, I have a bit <laughs> that I didn't do tonight that I probably should have because it fit with the Asian stuff where I'm like, it being biracial, a lot of people come up to me and they're like, oh, oh, where are you from? Or where are you really from? And they expect me to say China or Japan. And I can just respond being like, I'm white, Mitch. And they're just <laughs> like, awkwardly like confused, but I, I'm not lying. Uh, and like, it's always fun to have that kind of shock factor. Yeah. In real life even. Like I have done that to people. Really? Thing my sister would do a lot actually. So she kind of helped helped me write that joke just for for experience.
4: Yeah. uh, That reminds me of a story I heard once about um, this guy at the Grand Canyon. He was like taking a picture of his family. He's Asian. mm -hmm. His family's Asian as well. And this white guy walks up to him and he like, in like sort of like my mimicked broken english asks like hey do you want me to take the picture for you but in like weird like broken english and he's just like uh in like obviously normal american accent mm-hmm.
2: as he would like no thanks i got it asshole <laughs> and the guy's just like uh <laughs> yeah i mean on the reverse side it's also kind of fun to disappoint really chinese people because they come up to you they thinking come up- that you're yeah we talked about because you have that bit where you talk fake chinese not anymore. You don't that bit. Uh, it, it worked, and I you said liked it, it. wasn't that offensive. <laughs> I um, mean that uh, something being not that offensive
4: is not good enough for me. I don't especially know. Especially as like yet We're another comics.
2: So yeah. I'm not the best voice of approval.
4: Yeah, like, I just didn't honestly like. I thought it was borderline, but I honestly just didn't think it was funny enough. Yeah, I don't which know. Which is really what it came down to. Yeah,
2: like I-, I used to have a bit where I'm like Chinese people come up to me in the street and like speak. Elaborate Chinese asking for directions, and I just kind of stare at them blankly and walk away. Yeah. Cause, like, or, uh, I used to play a game where I, I try to walk into the most authentically Chinese restaurant I can find and order crab rangoons or, or chicken. <laughs> like, Some, like, really, and just I see think the look of disappointment in their face. It never does well, but I like yeah. the idea of it. Uh, and just, like, see the look of disappointment as, like, cause their eyes pop up when I walk in. They're like a real Asian in our Asian. <laughs> Because I grew up in Melrose, Massachusetts. For those listening, if you don't know Melrose, it's like 93% white people. Oh. So, like, like I, I'm not even making up that statistic or exaggerating. It is a crazy amount of white people. So, like, it is weird yeah. being in that environment as, like, one of a handful of minor Like, I have been in many instances where I'm the only minority in the room. Well, right yeah. now I'm also the only <laughs> minority in the room.
4: Yeah. But, like... No, I mean, that's part of the experience. Like, I mean, I'm not a person of color, but I'm a queer person. And I'd say most of the time I'm the only one, um, which is, you know, a way to experience life. But I think, uh, you know, that's where a lot of, a lot of comedy comes from your own unique perspective on things that everyone experiences, but you realize that everyone experiences the same experience in a different way. Yeah. Uh, we just had Matt, our fearless leader come back into the room. (laughs) How was your set? That was
2: good. It was oh,
0: good. you gotta lean into the mic.
7: Yeah,
2: come it's
0: on in here. Yeah, you know, you Get know, back on here. Your own podcast.
7: Am I allowed to talk to you?
0: Of course. Just don't touch yeah. the
7: table. This and you was, this, this was oh, your yeah.
4: second time on the show.
7: Yeah, kind of third. The first time I was a volunteer. Second time I had a five minute set. This time five minute set. This is so Julie, Ms. Julie Ms. yeah.
3: If you don't recognize her voice from last time.
7: Right.
3: We're back. Uh, so I'm mostly going to talk to these two guys, but if you do have to ch- chime in, just, c- you know, come on in. Just try not to talk over each other in case. Uh, all right. The bullshit is over. So hi, everyone. Hi. So this time, this segment, we're we're talking with Julie Mizrahi and uh, Ethan Andre, both who have been on the podcast before but not when I was here. So this is, it's this true. is a whole new, a sure. new Correct. world. Yeah. yeah. So it was just Nick. It was here last right. time. And, and the Nick is, and Dan. Is, Dan for oh, a bit. Yeah. yeah. Dan was, was uh, he's always a high quality guest, yeah. super quick. Yeah. So uh, tell me, you started saying it a little off air, Julie, but how you came to the naked show you 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 were volunteering
7: yeah i was a volunteer like eight months ago or seven months ago and then they asked me to come back for a five minute set and that was six months ago and i haven't been back since october and then this month just kind of worked out and i'm here and it was awesome
3: so when you volunteer do you mean for the audience warm up okay so so what had you done stand up prior to no, that? No,
7: I've never done stand up. Um my friend came to the show a month prior and she was like, This is naked stand up show and I was like, I have to do it. I don't know why. I don't know what came through me, but I practiced a lot. So I'd like walk around the apartment naked, like practicing. um <laughs> Yeah, me and my roommate got Not pretty true. close after that. But um, it was wait, just... I think
3: that we maybe we did chat. Like when you did it, did you come on the podcast? I, after I think I might. Sometimes have. that yeah. happens, but yeah. I guess the whole night is a blur if you don't. Yeah, remember it was exactly. a blur. I was
7: pretty drunk. I was just like, I'm going for it, you know. And it was so exhilarating, and I did it, and yeah, I wanted to come back since it just hasn't really worked out. Besides. You know, six months
3: ago. Yeah. And you said earlier this is the only place that you do stand up so you haven't gone to any clothes you've never I've never done clothes clothes stand
7: up. Never. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even think that's like a it's not I don't like it. I like I like not that I I guess I don't know, but I like the nakedness. Yeah. Everyone's so nice, you know? And I think I look really good naked. So I'm like, you know, it has an element of like Mm. everyone's like happy already.
3: Oh and and, (laughs) I mean as as everyone else who has done this podcast can attest, it's so much nicer to be in front of a, a happy crowd than right. at, at, at an open mic, fully closed, feeling more naked because it's just comics who are waiting to go up and do their thing. <laughs> right. And, and they're angry when you oh, five seconds over your time. Right, <laughs> like exactly.
7: That. But Ethan has been talking to me about other like stand up nights, and I might be trying some clothes and like, maybe I'll take oh, off like right. a sweatshirt or something. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so I
4: can feel comfortable. Just ask the host, how naked can I be? Yeah. That's what I'm used to. Right. And well, sometimes, I do jocks naked.
3: sometimes it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. I agree. <laughs> and no, e- right. Ethan does a, a, yeah, fun show in East Boston. And, um, I know Cambridge, as Andy says in all of his intros, Has rules about performing naked, but, you know, I don't know how East Boston is, so I think maybe check with the cafe ownership. I don't think they have
0: much law, (laughs) from from what I understand. It's
3: lawless out there on the blue line. you got dog racing, you got uh, Revere Beach, Sandcastle competitions. Exactly. You know your shit. Oh, yeah. I've done my Um, research. Yeah. So, Ethan, when did you hear about the show? Was it before, like, when I was posting about it that you – what like a while this is a while back. This is
0: Yeah, it is a while but I think you were my first connect through the show. I went to one of your battle shows a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh and like I got connected to you through um through Brett uh Brett Johnson who's done the show mm-hmm. and uh, I found out that you do you hosted that show at that time and I met you through that and you just convinced me to go as like, an a audience member um and once yeah, to, I tell people to you know, well, try it like, out sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that was the hook. I mean, like you really get it's so interesting to like either way, but like you get this either way, but I think this show is like really cool because you really get that cultural element of like, oh. Yeah, of course I'm going to look at the genitals for the first (laughs) second that someone comes out, but after that you're like all into like the comedy and like what we can't, you know, like, and it becomes normalized and like I think that's cool. Yeah, it's like anything. Comics are judged
3: at the first thing you, when you're on stage, what you're presenting, whether it be your outfit, your haircut, or your general look. So when you're not wearing an outfit and, uh, Your haircut is something that your coworkers don't see. (laughs) That can vary. uh, Also, when
7: you're up there, you can't see yourself. I don't know. Like you just like see like bright lights. Like. I don't know. I just don't feel self-conscious at all. When I'm practicing in the mirror, I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm naked." But when I'm out there, I don't even feel naked. I'll know? let you
0: know if you do <laughs> come to the show in East Boston. You won't be able to see yourself either. <laughs>
7: great. Blinding lights. Can do it, yeah. uh,
0: well, lights as well as like you're just face. I don't. Yeah. And there's no mirrors. Yeah. Oh yeah. I <laughs> think you gotta get used to that. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but that's yeah. That's great. I, I I mean like to add on to that is like it also just like any time there's like context like which there is all the time that leads to more options opportunities and like different like different comics to take advantage of it like i love i one of my favorite this it didn't work but one of my favorite things to be like to like say hi mom during the show. Yeah. Like, it, the, why didn't it work? Why you... It worked a bit, but like, yeah. I, I, mean, like, it, I, I mean, it's one of my favorite things. I, yeah. I, I mean, everyone's, if they don't like it, start peeing a little. Right. <laughs> and then they're not, they didn't listen, they didn't hear her
7: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I laughed hard. But,
3: yeah, it should be said that that was a bit, right, your mom? Is she in the crowd? No, okay. she's, not. She's, not. <laughs> yeah.
0: she's never been. She doesn't know. She doesn't uh,
7: know? My parents all know. I record the audio, like six months ago, I record yeah. the audio and sent it to my parents. And they were like, wow, like you're funny. And they were like, were you really naked? I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was.
3: Yeah, that's a, that's a very common follow-up when people hear that you either do the show or that you are doing the show. I'm doing the naked show. Are they really naked? <laughs> they think it's just naked truth.
0: Yeah. It's just yeah. Yeah. Does the audience have to be naked. I get that. Yeah,
2: I, I get that, that one, too, all yeah. the time. Yeah. 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 Which That's like, honestly, maybe they should.
7: <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, they and get the
0: opportunity. That's the number one
2: thing. thing I was asked, oh, I gotta lean over. The number one thing I was asked by all my friends I told us doing the show is what if you get hard on stage? That oh. was their biggest worry for me and I was just like,
6: was it a? It, I, didn't, no, no, I, was it I didn't. No, it doesn't. You don't really
2: think about that because you're you're doing your set. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, I got that question like five times. <laughs> I um, as a side gig, I also work as a figure model for
4: like art classes, so I'm posing. new And people always ask me about that. They're like, oh, are you afraid that's going to happen? And to be honest, when I first started doing it, I was very afraid that that was going to happen. because <laughs> well, you're cause, standing still. This year, distracted by talking. Yeah, this year and... distracted. But for me, my thought process is like, okay, if they see me soft. They don't really know. But if I get erect, they know for sure. <laughs> and so I can always have, like, the idea of some yeah. mystery if I stay flaccid. Right. Yeah. Um, if I just show Not them all the what I got, left. then I've got nothing else to,
6: yeah. Yeah. to keep, uh,
4: keep in the wheelhouse or yeah. right.
3: I would. I would just tell the, them that you're you're dedicated to the students. You yeah. would never interfere with their art by changing mid-pose. Right. Yeah. You
0: can't move mid-pose. Exactly.
3: <laughs> I'm a professional. Yeah. Right. It would be harder no pun intended hey. if you began erect and then yeah you had like to keep that alright yeah. someone quick put some hot sauce in my butt or you no know, <laughs> I do I think that's an urban yeah, legend yeah. I've never yeah. actually tried it
4: I, that's from a movie right like uh Knocked Up or something well that can really make a porno that's what it is is it okay I,
3: I there's also a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode that Bob Odenkirk plays a porn star Maybe that's what and, and he talks about it but <laughs> yeah So. <laughs> that's uh you know where they got one of those urban myths trial and error that's where they got it (laughs) that's
0: right not the michael richards movie yeah um,
3: yeah. so uh, were either of you i guess this is open to everyone because i didn't ask uh, michael or nate but were you either of you exhibitionists either as uh, a younger person would you get naked at the pool party and jump in, or at the not pool party, (laughs) or were you the the little kid that your parents were they just couldn't keep you clothed, so you know you were running around the house naked did you think that nudity was a funny thing as a Icebreaker or something? Absolutely. You were? no? Oh, uh, no, I understand. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, good. Yeah, right. I don't think Tell you me. Were. All right. I mean, my question, you know, they it starts coherent and then it just peters out as I throw some examples in.
0: But I mean, but you weren't asking me either. I was asking everyone. Okay. So you were the first to answer. I I'd say yeah. The one the one opera, the one uh, opportunity, if you will. <laughs> I will. Nice. I had um was. During, like, the, the lunch, the, like, the, the senior, um, scavenger hunt. Oh, okay. make naked. Wait, explain to me uh, like that
3: was something you were going to get naked while looking for things no, around
0: town? No, it was no one it was of the, like, like you just have to go. There was like three right. of like the most popular kids that were the judges, right? So they got to see all these naked people if they wanted, because they wanted to. Because that
3: was a thing you can cross off the list right. is you, to be naked in front, in front, of, in front of, of the, the judges. <laughs> yeah. All right, that sounds like a, an elaborate scam that should be investigated by the <laughs>
0: superintendent. <laughs> it, well. <laughs> It, the police heard about it so they <laughs> oh, definitely really did have some like they got into trouble oh damn Like midway okay. through there they, they got really nervous and sent out uh, all these texts were like hey don't go to the police because one of the things was like take a picture with a police officer uh, so uh, that's how they clothed. found out about that butt clothes yes uh, either way butt they were like okay don't do the policing also like don't talk don't be these. around like people anymore yeah, and like like they got really nervous yeah uh yeah okay I, but we lost and i don't remember much more about it i'm besides. sorry for your
3: loss but besides that you didn't get naked and you lost i did get naked. oh you did i thought you
0: said the opportunity was there but... no, the op- yeah so no, you, no, no, you just got naked there, and i did it and i got like the 100 points. okay where were you naked in the basement of Cameron Tabatabai's.
3: Okay, that so sounds.
0: Yeah. Sorry, Cameron. Sounds so sketchy. <laughs> uh, name? That's not. No, true. no. Just, just the fact that you were naked in front of judges as a <laughs> part of a <laughs> school. It was pretty sketchy. All three were men, and I'm pretty sure no women did the naked thing. And were, did, were you have to be, did you have to be naked for
3: a certain amount of time? <laughs>
4: I, I, did you have I, to like, I think perform like tasks? <laughs> like, no. You have to find
3: these Easter eggs yeah. in my basement well, while my stepdad dude. watches TV. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. How about you, Julie?
7: Am I naked? What's
3: your friends? naked experience yeah. before I mean, this show?
7: I'm, I'm really not like a naked run around person. So this is kind of out of character for me, but somehow. I don't know, like with the cancer thing, I'm just like, I just have nothing to hide, you know? Like, I've been naked in front of doctors all the time, why not just go for it in front of strangers, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know, I just, for some reason, this like called me. I was, cause I've always been in a stand up, I've never done it, and I was like, this is, I don't know, this is the time.
3: Yeah, what yeah. brought you to stand up? What was your first memories of seeing stand up?
7: I've like always loved watching it, like. On
3: TV? Did yeah. You, I love you like Mike Biglia,
7: like John Mulaney, Um, I love Louis CK, like all the all those like famous guys, but. I also, like, had a lot of friends who were into, like, open mics and stand-up, and then I just, like, never did it, but I always, like, came up with my bit, like, if I were to do it, I would talk about (laughs) this, and then, like, cancer happened, I'm like, oh my god, I have so much good shit, like, it's just, like, if you can laugh about it, like, you can get through it, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
7: Yeah, another cancer survivor, like, when you said that, I, like, looked at my friend, I'm like, oh my god, like, like, this is crazy.
1: Yeah,
4: two on one show.
7: I know, that's unusual. It is. For sure. And I think it's awesome that I can, like, show them, like, this is, like, my boob. Like, this is my fake boob. Like, I can just, like, literally show them that, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. Yeah. a lot of people, who has seen a fake boob and a real boob? Not a lot oh, of people. Oh, yeah. You can
4: do the, like, right on-site comparison, yeah. one and the other. And,
7: like, you can tell they're a little different. I mean, but, like, they're, like, sisters now, be like, twins, but that's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, not everyone's boobs are the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, I just – I don't know. For some reason, this is just drawn to me and – I've Yeah, I've wanted to come back the last six months, but it just worked out this time.
3: I'm awesome. well, glad that I'm glad that it did. Yeah. Um. What about Nate or Michael? Nate, how about New you?
5: experience.
7: <laughs> okay. Yeah. What have you
3: been naked before?
7: <laughs> yeah. besides like birth?
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I was like a fat kid for most of childhood. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah, I, I was those, a fat kid for three years. I feel like there is a pretty common when Sometimes you're a fat that's kid for a funnier. While. nudity. Yeah. No, but like you don't want to like take off your shirt. And like
3: uh your shirt in the pool guy.
2: Uh yeah, but for like yeah. the dumb UV reason, not for like insecurity. <laughs> no, really.
3: Uh Do you mean for the dumb UV excuse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, and then I lost a lot of weight. Wait, you went to the University of Virginia?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah.
2: Uh and just kinda Kept on going and that just kind of kept and like I don't, like I'm not against it now. I just kind of, I don't actively it. I'm not, it, yeah, no, I'm, not I'm
3: promoting naked at a party shenanigans, yeah. but
2: that was. No, I'm just saying like I don't go, I'm not one to do that kind of joke. I'm kind of very, I, I'm not a spontaneous person really. I write yeah. very heavily all my jokes. So like it's,
6: it, yeah,
2: it's kind of for me to do that would take a lot. Mm. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm all
3: asking, I've, I've, I've had very limited experience. I was never the naked baby yeah. running around, but I, I've, uh, some people in my family are or cousins and stuff, and, which I thought was hilarious as a, like a kid. <laughs> ah, he's naked running around with <laughs> babies, but as, as an adult, I think I only did it a couple times at getting drunk and going to like a friend's pool party. Mm-hmm. And it was more like just because. uh, this is before I started doing comedy. I think deep down there was just a need for attention. So (laughs) I thought it would be funny to just suddenly get drunk and uh, to already be drunk rather (laughs) and and jump in a pool naked. And uh, I was trying to get people's attention because I was drunk. And yeah, I feel like there was a third thing I was going to say. Oh, it was one of those things where didn't know I was going to be at a pool party. Didn't have, uh, a bathing suits. didn't want to swim needs in my boxer shorts so like might as well just hell who yeah cares. Were you i like the people the that party? were around for me well that's the thing there's so many people there that were more ridiculous than me but so none of them were, were naked, the only naked person? no i always felt like i was funny yeah yeah i was the only naked person okay and and uh and I think that I thought it'd be funny to be naked next to a person and have them not realize it, and <laughs> then just kind of look it's like over. Down oh yeah, like, oh, you're just hanging over <laughs> <Hi>. here. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and uh, in, in nothing. Yeah. So, what about you, Michael? Do you have any?
4: Uh, I think I remember when I was like a very young youngster, like pre before having gone to school or anything like that. Like I was like kind of liked running around naked and stuff from what I gather, Um, but I also became very self-conscious and body conscious when I was like a kid and into like middle school and high school and college and beyond, and I didn't start becoming comfortable with being naked until I was about 22 or yeah, 22. I moved to Austin, Texas after college, and there was a group there, a naked yoga group, and I was like, that sounds kind of cool, kind of fun. I was wicked nervous, but I went, and I became like a regular. I would go every time and just do yoga completely naked. And I mean
7: wow. Yoga.
4: I mean every, Yeah. There was a you can't post, hide much,
7: really. there was a pose yeah.
4: called Happy Baby where you literally <laughs> laid on your back and grabbed your two feet, basically just like <laughs> broadcasting your anus to the entire room. Uh so you I really kind of lost all my uh hesitations. Be- very, suddenly, very quickly, all at once. Yeah. And then I was going to like naked retreats, like I loved skinny dipping, wow. like I would kind of go back to my apartment complex and like encourage like my neighbors and stuff, like let's all swim in the pool naked. And we yeah. just like, what do was their response to like, did they, did uh, you No, it? they were into it. I, I, my, that apartment building was full of wicked cool, like, Keep hippie Boston people. Weird. Yeah. yeah, they were cool as shit. <laughs> um, and since, and then I started figure modeling. So being naked, has kind of become, like, a part of my life that I do in public at least once a week. Wow. Uh, do you feel weird now that you're, like, clothed? <laughs> no, I, mean, I haven't gotten to that extreme yet. <laughs> um, there are definitely times, though, when I'm at, like, parties and stuff. I'm like, this would be so much fun if we were all just naked.
3: Yeah. So that's something <laughs> that I've often wondered about. Andy has done naked retreats numerous times. Mm-hmm. And in a way, The Naked Show was born from someone Having a naked kind of party at their house, okay. and they just want to feature comedy at it. So, uh, thank you Monday. guys. The yeah.
7: show's yeah. ending. I'm going back to oh, my friends. The show's ending. Okay, okay. Yeah.
3: awesome. Thank uh, you, awesome. Ethan. Thank you, Julie.
0: Thank you, Matt.
3: All right. We'll see you at the Naked Retreat we're planning. Yeah. I'll send you a link. Yo,
4: um, I'm down. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll help plan that. That'd be sick. Yeah.
3: That'll be would be that'd cool because cool. I, I don't hang out like with weekend? too many people together, especially people that do the Naked show, and it would just be...
4: That would be dope.
3: It would be nice to have conversations with you guys that are just not on iTunes. Right. You know? We could hang out and, and do whatever. Right. But also because it's something that uh I've never experienced. Andy has, as it, it, I was saying, but, um, yeah, for those who, people who don't know what a Naked Retreat is, it's uh, where you get naked and run away from a battle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, <laughs>
4: We have to battle first. Yes. Clothes. Yes. Shirts and versus then you, skins. And then you take all your clothes off and, and do run the naked away. retreat.
3: <laughs> I like The Battle
2: Royale thing. Yeah. yeah.
3: Ooh, that would be great. You know, a mashup show in Improv Boston, <laughs> Battle Royale. But it's it's also an ambush show because we don't tell the bookers of Battle Royale that uh, we're going to be doing stand-up naked, so yeah. they oh, introduce us,
2: and then we should just walk into the room. Like, Sean Clark books that show, and that'd just be real awkward for him. Yeah. Why is he... No, it's just like if a bunch of people just ran into the room naked.
3: No, no, not just a bunch of people, and just the, <laughs> the next comic that was yeah. performing, and then the next comic is closed, but then the next comic after that...
4: So you never know who you're going to get. And then you do like two nakeds in a row. Yeah. And then like and a then couple. two clothes in a row. Yeah, So you keep them on their toes. I mean, I'm, I'm, all,
3: I'm all for disrupting normality, especially when it comes to the, the format of comedy shows that we're yeah. just so used to. But uh, that might not work so great. <laughs> like Some audiences would maybe have some complaints. At least yeah, the naked honey. show. Even though Andy does uh Introduce the idea that you should bring your friends to the show, but don't As tell them. But don't tell them what it is. I and mean, I'm so glad, Michael, that you've upheld that tradition on, uh, on numerous I have occasions. At
4: least like six unsuspecting victims. Yeah,
3: but I, I think I still <laughs> think that at, the the idea is funnier on the show if the if you knew that the audience was going to be cool or not. Yeah, about like it.
4: you wouldn't want the whole audience to be a shock. It's like one or two people. Yeah, you know in a room full of other people who knew they kind of get in with the, with the vibe, they have to go along with it. And you're not going to take like someone who, you know, would be like upset about this, you know?
3: But I think that if there was a way, and and this is uh, now that I'm thinking it out on the air, it'd be fun (laughs) to do would be to tell people as they come in, like stand behind the ticket person. Hey, we're playing a joke on the host tonight. Some comics are going to be naked. Are you okay with that? We can refund your ticket or, or we can, you know, not do it or give you a heads up if you don't want to be in the room. And that way the joke is just, just on shot. Just dark. on the host. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he would be a good sport about it because he's a comic. It's not like a sexual harassment thing where you're uh, confronting yeah. him with skin. Right. Um, but especially if it happened twice it would be really funny. I don't know.
1: Um,
3: But, yeah, I mean, I've done that, like, we just do dumb things in terms of, you know, the standard operating procedure Mm -hmm. of stand-up comedy, I think. Mm -hmm. So I got the idea. I told the person that was on right before me to, at the end of their set, don't give it back to the host, just bring me up.
6: (laughs) <laughs> and,
4: uh, and, and she did that, and Sean Clark was so confused. Oh my god. He was just like,
6: Wait,
4: what? I would have would been to... like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I feel crazy. like some people would get heated. I might even get heated. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, hey, this is my, yeah. <laughs> you can't skip me. Like, I did this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind <laughs> of the- I do,
3: they- I'm supposed to say the next person's name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is
2: me. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of the this fun part thing I'm of doing. like, the the gents basement scene, which is something I'm pretty deep in. Deep uh, kind of,
4: because it's a basement. <laughs> no pun intended. But like,
2: yeah, that is a very alt room, and there's some very out there shows that happen. Like, I, I'm trying to think of some. Oh, uh Sonny Dennis does a show called Hecklefest. Oh, he that started, was a crazy. Were you night. at Hecklefest? I was. Yeah, it, it was just Jesus like mio, that a was lot of people very drunk heckling very aggressively. And like you could never do that show at like a legitimate place. I'm not sure we should have done it at an illegitimate place.
7: But <laughs> he's I doing mean it, it again. was an experience, is he? He's yeah. doing it but, uh, well, here's well, my...
4: learned, he's learned some things. We've all I learned I don't think some he things. has. I think Sonny's gonna run it exactly the same. Yeah. Well I think the audience maybe will Well, that's what up. I want to know as yeah. John is headlining.
3: Is it an audience that's heckling <laughs> or is it comics who are Yelling at each other to it's, fuck them up and throw them off
4: is it a combination of the two. It's an audience, but the audience is mostly comics. Okay, yeah, not necessarily comics were on the show. Not to
3: say that. Listen, comics can't be audience members, but it's a different. No, comics. I'm Are not preparing heckler. you? comedy. Well, comics are great hecklers because they know they know what you can't come back from right. or like what there's no. You know, sometimes people just yell out incoherent things, right. and there's no response. It's it has nothing to do with another thing. Yeah. Whereas if you're at a comedy show, not like, is that gonna prepare you for a, a heckler in real life? It's good to think. I mean, yeah, your it got
2: super personal. Yeah. at times, like, was, no one was just yelling out
4: Trump, and you're in the middle. There of was one person about... who was doing yeah. shit like that, and uh, uh, but but the thing is, with a heckle fest like that, the audience. Is they emboldened heckle the to heckle each other and shut down the people who aren't who are who are not deemed worthy enough hecklers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so,
3: okay, that's good. So you can heckle amongst yourselves. You can heckle yeah. amongst,
4: I think honestly, some of the audience people were more shook than the people on stage. Yeah. Because if you do a bad heckle, you feel awful. Well, Yeah, and if you're a, a
3: heckler and you don't, you can't do it. Uh, like yeah, we're promoting Fine. a show
2: that's already going to happen by the time. Whatever, it'll. it'll, it'll you no, know, I'm just saying we're doing a lot of promotion for Sonny Dennis's show <laughs> in a address we can't acknowledge. I don't know if I would call this promotion. I would call this uh dissection. Yeah,
3: vivisection.
1: I
4: mean,
2: it's a real criticism. I mean, Definitely, check He has check a corporate out, sponsor. Has yeah, he? yeah, Loganitas. Really? That's why he has the flag in all the a Kind of a
5: craft beer.
4: Lagunitas, you don't know I don't know, but I'm surprised that they actually—they give
2: him like that's mm-hmm. boxes, and he like like it's a corporate sponsorship. That's awesome. Super All weird. right,
3: good for him. All right, hang on one sec. It's the near the end of the show where the founder of the Naked Comedy Showcase, Andy Ophish, comes in. Hi, Matt. Good to talk to you. <laughs> so. Tell us a little about the evening. I always like to hear the wrap ups. You could even throw in the thing about what you're recording before that or... Oh no, I'm not going to
1: okay. talk about why okay, we cool. yeah, yeah. re- recording or anything.
3: We're recording this. That's what I
1: meant. It's an audition for yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I try not to talk Perfect. about that because then you have to come back around and say that you didn't get the thing.
0: <laughs> People <laughs>
1: ask a lot of questions. Yeah, it does and- not, not need to be discussed. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. I auditioned for or something, or I am going to, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure you'll hear about it if it happens. And if it doesn't, then then it'll never be spoken just of again. It but you like have that. been on TV naked. That's something that uh, I don't remember if we talked about this. We just I actually have it. I have auditioned for uh, on camera for the last Comic Standing. Yeah. And uh, naked, and that was hilarious. And I could tell. The whole point of it was to get a reaction out of the judges because there's going to be a naked comic walking out on stage, which is fun yeah. to have, have celebrities react to that when they don't expect a naked person. Everybody knew. Except, the yeah, judges. it was like choreographed. Like I had a robe backstage and then they were going to have me walk. Uh, to the center of the stage and then walk off in the other direction. So I would have no robe at the end. They had a person whose job it was to cart my robe around the building back to the other side of the stage and hand it to me so that I would only be naked for like 30 feet. (laughs) And then, and then, and then judges reacted and I started in on my act, but every time I did a setup about the size of my penis, uh, they, they they would just tag it. And I would, I would, uh, that's, that's cute. That's nice. All right. Well, I mean, I had my punchline ready to go, but you know, no, no problem. Let me just set up another. Oh, you, you, you can tag that one too. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. So now I'm, I'm on to my third tier opening joke and they're telling me, so let's hear what you got. And I was like, what, the, you know, I was doing it, but it didn't matter. They were just there to react and, and boy, good reaction. I, I,
3: uh, was I appeared, the
4: promotional material
1: I for appeared in the advertising of the show more than I actually appeared in the show, <laughs> which is, which was very fun, except, I mean, like people were like, what are you doing on my cable package brochure? <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, I made it that far. I'm on somebody's cable package brochure. Awesome. <laughs> and I got a bunch of people together to, to see my performance on the show, which was pretty much uh, less content than what was in the advertising. <laughs> so that was fun, and everybody was upset that they cut me off and didn't let me do my act, which they edited it to make it look like that's what happened, when actually I did quite a bit of my act. Mm-hmm. It was just like the middle part that's not as exciting. Yeah, reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, you got naked and ended up on a lot of people's package. I did. <laughs> that, that's what was important. Sure. Tonight was fun. Because we had a, uh, we had a couple in the audience that was, they were too drunk to sit down. Oh
3: yeah, the guy in the front with the head.
1: Yeah. Head down. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they were, they were just having fun commenting and not much different than the judges on the last <laughs> comic standing show, but a lot less clever and, uh, spilled a beer. And then I only heard, I only heard after the show that they spilled more than one beer when I wasn't looking. <laughs> I think they must have had them in their pockets. Oh, like they were... Transplanting their own or bringing them. To oh no, maybe bar. they okay. spilled the same beer two or three times. That could have happened. Oh, they okay. were tall boys. Yeah, okay. Do they have tall boys in improv? Awesome. They must have walked in. I think in with they that. might have never. No, they do. It. Yeah. yeah. They no. Okay. Been. They got them okay, here. Good. Good. So that's not. The, but they had plenty before the show. Oh, I'm sure. I could. Mm-hmm. I just. I was. You know, they interrupted a, a joke for like the second or third time, and I was like, "Well, now we're talking.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> let's 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 you and I talk. Let's have a real conversation here. And and I didn't have anything clever for him. I just told him, look if you can't figure out how to stay quiet during the show, we're going to have to ask you to leave. Yeah. And just when I was about to get somebody to ask them to leave, they decided to leave ah. just before. So that actually worked out a lot better. No. So, but that was kind of a bummer. And, uh, but then the show was awesome after they left. So, you know, they missed a hell of a show.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I think they were mostly passed out for, for me. So it was,
1: uh, Oh, they were the gone, yeah, yeah. They were gone at that point. Yeah. Well 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 before that. But other, it was just an awesome show. Just one well, you've heard about it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm not gonna oh, no. great to get the insights that. Did anyone else mention the Drunk couple? Uh, I don't know. Did I didn't you notice, notice them? I well, you, not they not were gone, gone
2: before you. Uh, yeah. So there you I go. Know, I tend not to watch crowds. Okay. Yeah. Just the general.
3: No, they were that. not
1: there. Well, especially yeah. if you know, for some of the new people, they were mostly yeah. focused on just. Yeah. they there. Everybody was awesome. Yeah. And the audience was great. Yeah. And uh, and we just sold out again. So, that's great. I'm glad. I'm glad we're doing well. Yeah. I don't. Have much more to add to that. Perfect bow. <laughs> a perfect
3: bow to put on it. Come out for the first Thursday in May. May third. Yeah. May third. Another awesome
1: lineup. Yeah. You Two know? days before Cinco de Mayo. What better yeah. way to spend it? Yeah. It and, and I already got Will Martin lined up. Oh. And uh, Ryan Clausen. Ryan will be back, and uh, we'll we'll see who else we get. Oh, JP Drew. Mm-hmm. We were talking about him Andrew. earlier in terms
3: we'll of. Be uh, on. He has a naked set, but it's shot from the waist up. But it's got like a shitload of YouTube views. So if you're looking for, oh, that's an awesome! Example, I think I've yeah. seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So if you haven't seen the show come out, but if you, you get live to see far the away, full
1: Justin P. Yeah, Drew,
3: you could see some clips of in online. all of his gorgeous fat guy gorgeousness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the guy, the, food, his, his so, the guy that ate the food The guy That's that ate the food yeah. So awesome Thank you so much for listening Thanks for uh, Nick, post-production Adding all the bells and whistles A couple of new guests Nate Hsu, Michael Stewart Caitlin Bailey, check out her podcast The Oldest Profession And thanks so much to Andy For putting it on the show The most funny with the least close I'm the host of the podcast Matt Kona. Thanks for listening, guys. Good night.